0: You're listening to the Three Feet Radio Show with Ben Carbonaro and Luke Herbert from our studios. Come special guests and netball commentary. G'day, listeners, and welcome again to the Three Feet Radio Show. We're in the midst of the SunCorp Super Netball season and the ANZ Premiership over in New Zealand. And joining me in the in, in the studio is my co-host Luke. G'day, Luke.
1: G'day, Ben, and it's good to see you back in the studio after you're out hunting down guests, but it looks like your time away was very successful based on who we've got in the studio. Very much so, and joining us this morning
0: is um, netball commentator and netball coaching Sue Cordian to discuss the Wake Up Netball movement. G'day, Sue. Hey, boys, how are we going? Yeah, very well, thank you. First of all, just to get things going, what's Wake Up Netball all about? It's been all over social media in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so
2: Wake Up Netball, kind of interesting to be honest, it sort of came from nowhere but it was more um, adding the, the term itself but I guess it stemmed from uh, just a bit of a, a disappointment from me that uh, as a sport, netball in Australia continues to, I guess, boast and be very proud of the fact that we have such a huge number of registered players that play the game in the country and that is 1.2 million as of 2018. But the reality of it is, is that for our elite competition, some called Super Netball, and broadcast through Channel 9, only 10% of that 1.2 million actually turn the TV on on a regular basis to watch and support the elite competition. And that's not great. So, you know, we as a sport want to make sure that, uh, number one, we're in the best position to negotiate the best broadcast deal. Uh, when the time comes and number two that we're attracting as big an audience as we possibly can because we know that we are currently sitting with the best product in the world in the super netball and so I took to social media a a week before the season started and I guess threw a, a video out there to try and wake up a few people about the reality of the game and the reality of the numbers and I kind of figured it might twinkle down to a few people but it kind of went viral, and from that, I guess Wake Up Netball was born.
1: And what has the reaction to the Wake Up Netball campaign been like on social media?
2: Yeah, look, it's been really good. Um,
1: it's uh, like I say, it, I,
2: I genuinely, with hand on heart, can tell you that when I when I <laughs> went to social media on the on that uh, first night. Look, I knew I had a little bit of a social media following. We do live videos at some stages throughout the year with some of the commentary team for Channel 9, and it's a bit of fun. And I figured that those people that are already the netball converted might watch it, and they may very well just pass that message on to a few other people. And maybe we could start a slow walk to the top. But uh, 100,000 views of the first video, and every video since then sitting up around twenty-five to 30,000 views, is quite significant. So... Um, the message, obviously, I think it woke people up. I think it hit people. I think it, it it awakened people to the fact that, you know, not that we have a an immediate problem, but we could possibly have an issue down the track if people don't start switching on. And I do honestly believe at times that people need just that gentle reminder to understand that, you know, if we love the game so much, we have a greater obligation and responsibility than just playing it on a regular basis. We want to support it. It's no different to AFL. It's no different to rugby or cricket. You see all the fans out there that engage in it so regularly and play the game, but they also turn it on with their mates and they barrack and cheer. And I think netball needs to start doing that a hell of a lot better.
0: And, Sue, so, um, what have Netball Australia said about it? Have, have, has um, everyone within the administration at NA been pretty um, interested in what you are trying to been trying to tell them as well?
2: Yeah, look, to be honest with you, uh, the message was my process was never to attract Netball Australia or anybody else. It was simply, you know, I just guess Sue Gordian, yes, maybe a a profiled netball person, but at the same time, Sue Gordian is someone that just loves the game, uh, speaking to the general public. But um, Netball Australia immediately contacted and and straight away said thank you. They were were very, very um, overwhelmed at at The response, and um, I certainly am having regular discussions with them, and they're really keen to support me in any way that they can. And and um, you know, in the background, they are doing a tremendous amount of work, and they don't want to they don't want to hijack the campaign in any way, shape or form. And I and I've been really grateful of that. Uh, but at the same time, I you know I can't thank them more for the amount that they've done. Uh, and slowly as the weeks go on boys, uh, my phone continues to ring with people, uh, currently, uh, companies and everything currently involved in the game wanting to support and also some new phone calls coming in. So again, it's, I'm just overwhelmed that one video has been able to transcend so far.
1: And I just want to follow something up, and when you say, like, getting people out to the games or watching on TV, do you mean the kind of tribalism that's seen in the AFL, particularly in Melbourne or somewhere like Perth and Adelaide? Do you, There's kind of rivalries that breed, uh, and I stress this, it's sporting hatred, it's not other kinds of hatred, but that kind of excitement that you get from playing the team cross town, and, and just to add on to that for the New Zealand listener who may be tuning in, it's worth noting that a lot of the New Zealand sports media have noticed that even though rugby's an unofficial religion in New Zealand, crowd attendances at super rugby games can be on the lower side, So, which is almost a, in itself is a contradiction. So having framed that question for the New Zealand listener, I'll hand it over to you now. Yeah, and you know what,
2: 100%, it's a really, really good question and it's on point for me that probably through this process, you know, it's really made me think. What are the gaps? So, you know, the big question is why is it that more people don't turn the TV on? So, that, I think that's a, that's a, the, the true heart of the question. And I think one of the answers is is what you've just posed there. So, I think the true heart of the question is people don't tune in because number one, there is a lack of awareness about the product, and that comes from, uh, I guess. Uh, a a marketing budget that just doesn't have the same impact as some of the big boy sports. So I think that's number one. Number two, female sport in this country, in particular in Australia, uh, has struggled to have the same sort of credibility uh, and enthusiasm around it as the male sports have. And whilst we know over the last sort of 12 to 18 months that that's improved, we also know that it's got a long way to go. Uh, And I think the third point around it is simply that... I don't know that females are great at barracking for females. I think females jump on uh the male, you know, bandwagon pretty quickly and they support the footy and they support the cricket and whatnot. But we have to get great at barracking for our own. And I don't want to exclude the males in that by any stretch of the imagination. But I already find that the males that support netball barrack a lot harder. So you're right, there needs to be this greater tribalism around it. And I think the greatest example our sport has is that we naturally have that tribalism when it comes to, in the past, and I'm sure going into the future, Australia versus New Zealand. When the diamonds play the silver term, people already know who they're supporting. If you live in Australia, you're supporting Australia. If you're from New Zealand, you support New Zealand. And we can go hell for leather at each other, and that's terrific. But what we've got to get better at is at our domestic level, having that same tribalism. And I think, in fairness, we've had so many shifts in our uh, competition over over the vast number of years that people have gone from being a supporter of one team to that team not existing anymore and then having to find another team and so on. I think we're sitting right at the moment And I honestly say this, that we have the world's best netball competition in our backyard. I don't see it changing anytime soon. I think the fact that we open up the imports and welcome them to the game is huge. And I think now is the time to sit comfortably with this product and allow people to slowly reach in and engage and become tribal and barracks. So I think we've got a ways to go, but I reckon you're on the money when you talk about our ability to really
0: get parochial about
2: our club team.
0: And, so you talk about the uh, import rule. There's obviously an unlimited import rule in the Suncorp Super Netball League. Do you feel that's blocking um, development opportunities for local athletes? And I ask you that because you've obviously been involved in development of athletes within Western Australia and other states for um, for quite a number of years now. Yeah, it's a, a uh, catch-22 answer, to
2: be blatantly honest. So, you know, I see on one side of the fence that says, you know as a as a commentator or as a as a great lover and promoter of the game um you know bring the best to bring the best to our backyard because it's they're exciting they're intriguing it makes the sport feel global it makes the competition feel global um and it and it and it changes the dynamic of the game we're not just watching the standard Australian way of playing we're we're getting a global feel when we watch and I think it's taken uh, the competition standard to another level. So I am 100% in support of keeping an open uh, import policy rule. How does it affect uh, our Australian pathway in development? Look, our, our greatest concern, I guess, is when our imports start to clog particular positions, and we know in particular the goal shooter position is probably one that we have to be mindful of. What I will say though is in weighing up those two scenarios, um, Which way would I go? I'd stick definitely with the open import policy, but I'd invest a heck of a lot of time and energy on our level underneath, and that is the Australian netball league. I think that's the next best domestic competition going around at the moment. I think the standard of that, even in the last 12 months, has grown significantly, and players that are leaving that and stepping into Suncorp Super Netball, the gap has bridged, and I think that's where our strength lies going forward as a country in terms of our world ranking and our continued success at the top.
1: And just switching gears slightly, but I just want to move back to this on where I'm based. Oh, I the mm. car got to be more precise, but... Can you see that the Super Supernetball League making a push to make inroads into other markets, in particular New Zealand? And I make it is what is available via live streaming to the New Zealand audience, although it's not explicitly stated on the website, which is odd, but that that's another matter. But let me just frame it slightly too. Why there's an opportunity for the Suncorp League to do well in a market like New Zealand? If you were to put a couple, even a couple of games a week on TVNZ on demand, which would, you know, that people can watch for free, you know, that's 80 to to $100 a month for Sky Sport, right up against viewing the best netball league in the world for free. So I'm going to pick the best netball league in the world viewing for free or lower cost every time. And also, the adults and kids that live in households, for whatever reason, don't have pay TV, whether it be financial or other reasons, will also have access to the competition. So what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, so it's really interesting. You know, I only got a, a message yesterday. It was actually from Netball America, posing exactly the same scenario. How do we get the world's best netball competition on our TVs over here in America? You know what? I think the answer to that, is this. I think there is a possibility down the track, but in order for that possibility to come about, we had to prove ourselves as being the world's best netball competition. So in the opening year, all the focus wasn't necessarily on how good the competition was. The focus last year in 2017 stemmed around more the split from New Zealand. How are both countries affected? So it's only, I think, as we've stepped in 12 months down the track into season 2018 that we can confidently stand and say, we are watching the world's best netball competition. It is attracting the world's best players that are entitled to come and play here without any rulings around whether it affects their international exposure. So I think netball in Australia can now say, all right, well, we've we've taken the big step and we've developed what we believe would happen, and that is we've now got the world's best netball competition. I guess now in looking forward it is, what do we now do with it? The key thing, boys, though, is, and it's again, it's another sort of catch-22, we've got to get better at it in our own backyard. So we, we need... You know, I guess we need that ability to have people viewing it at a far greater rate and investing in the product here and growing the ratings here in Australia for the confidence to be able to go and stem it overseas. So that would be from a Netball Australia perspective. But as I mentioned to Netball America yesterday, the people I'd be hitting up about this would be the International Netball Federation. They're continually looking for products to, I guess, viably state their position. Wouldn't this be a great one? Wouldn't it be great if INF stepped in and looked at ways to deal with broadcasters internationally to show the world's best netball competition? I'm not sure that the responsibility necessarily sits directly with Netball Australia, or in particular, obviously, the Nine Network, which their role is to broadcast that directly to, you know, the seats of Australia. So I think you're on the money, I don't disagree, it'd be great, we get to watch the NBA, we get to watch all, you know, the, the EPL, all of those things, why can't we have SSN everywhere around the world that maybe that's something that INS sets up and does.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the INF. Unfortunately, sometimes they're criticised as being a bit of a toothless tiger, but hopefully um, what, you're sa- what you're saying is it, it rings true with them because they are trying to make even more products to make it more viable because it's all well and good to have one or two, but if you only have just one or two, you can't really um, uh, push the market even more, can you? No, you're right, and you <clears throat> it is
2: is—it is a tough predicament for the INF. They own a couple of mm. competitions, they certainly want to be a world cow, but how do you go about that? And that's yeah. no different to any of the other you know, sports and, and their international body. It is looking at ways to build your products and also add new products. And like I say, maybe this is the way, and as I encourage Netball America and I encourage any listeners from any other countries or in general invested, uh, interested parties, Start contacting INF and saying, why don't we bring this to the world? How can they get involved in this? So,
1: you know, I mean, it,
2: they're not not—they're not a big office and they're not a big budget, but you've got to dream big, don't you?
1: And just staying with New Zealand for a moment, and but this is a question I've been pondering a bit myself off there and I've chatted to Ben a little bit. and But do you ever see the day when there's a New Zealand-based team in the Suncorp League?
2: Oh, gee, yeah. Um, I... I don't know. I'd have to be honest and say I don't know. I, I, I never say no. Um, but <clears throat> I think we can see, uh, quite strongly at the moment where New Zealand are trying to head and, and I have no problems with that at all. As in, you know, they have to look after their own backyard and whoever is in charge of making those decisions collectively as a board and then, and then those that are employed to, you know, define those strategies. I mean, You've got to do what you've got to do. And if they believe that having their own competition and limiting players uh, internationally is in their best interest, then so be it. And they'll be judged by that on the world stage, won't they? Because ultimately that is what all our pathways are for, is to stream to the top to our, our number one team, be it the Diamonds, the Silver Ferns, the England Roses, whatever it is, to ensure that we remain number one in the world. So, you know, New Zealand will be judged on that. Would the door open from Netball Australia's perspective to invite a New Zealand side in? I have no doubt that Netball Australia would continue to look at ways to evolve the game. And if that meant increasing the number of teams and possibly international teams, be it that it's viable, oh, absolutely. I think Netball Australia have already shown that they're prepared to think big and it's paid off. So what would stop them from doing that? It's more whether or not New Zealand felt that there was any benefit in it
1: purely my gut feeling or or intuition on this matter. and and the listener and yourself are welcome to disagree, and Ben, you can put you in too, but I I suspect the next three to four years are going to be very telling for the ANZ Premiership, because we are one way or another, I think, going to see improved developmental pathways coming up in New Zealand, but I think in terms of the overall standard of the competition of the ANZ Premiership and effectiveness for producing future silver firms and the fact that the New Zealand netball market is basically tapped out already, or maxed out, sorry, because... About a you know, small population, they'll be the two telling thing, and I think it's possible that in three to four years, maybe five, that netball New Zealand conclude the right move is a team in the Sun Court League. Now, there's a there's a few other issues around that, around where you'd base the team in New Zealand, but they're for another day. But that's just my feeling on the matter.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, i <clears throat> me, you can have a look now and say, you know, you've got your your your, your basketball team that. That's involved, and that's been, you know, reasonably successful over time. So, there are, I guess, uh, you know, um, examples that netball could live by. One thing I will say about the ANZ Premiership anyone that's involved in sport knows that, irrespective, as long as you get close, competitive, pressured competition, you are preparing your players to play at their best. So whilst the standard may be maybe not as equivalent as what we're seeing in some Corp Super Netball, if Netball New Zealand and the A and Premiership can get equality across their teams, they are in a very healthy position. So the biggest issue that I've seen in the past has just been simply, uh, I guess, the the difference in standard between the sides and then the the difference in results. And and that's not healthy for anybody because your best players get attracted to the one team. They don't get any regular competition. They step up to the international level and then they struggle under pressure. I think we're looking at an ANZ premiership that's levelled out a little bit more and hopefully it continues to do that over the coming years. The more close competitions you get on a regular basis puts you in a great position. And let's be honest, Netball, New Zealand and the Silver Ferns, whilst they may not be number one or number two after coming off the Commonwealth Games. They will be there forever and a day. I have no doubt their systems, their pathway, the depth of standard, the natural talent that you have coming through New Zealand, it will be up there. But it's about finding that final niche to put you back at number one. That's the big question. Is it putting a team in the Suncorp Super Netball League down the track? Who knows? But I do believe you're right. You're going to have to take three or four
0: years to figure out whether that's the right thing to do. And one, one last one for you this morning, Sue. Um, do you have any upcoming uh, coach coach education um, sessions or clinics uh, coming up? Because I know that's another part of your bow that you do do.
2: <laughs> There's too many
0: parts of the old bow there <laughs> at the
2: moment that yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing. But, um, yeah, no, you're right. We've got um, the the good, the bad, the ugly the coaching, which is one of the ones that I do. So, uh, yeah, for West Australians, We've got series six. So it's the first time we're presenting series six. It'll be on Sunday, the 24th of June. Um, and it's on the centre and wing attack, the how to to be the centre and wing attack. We've decided
1: to bring it right
2: down to a couple of positions on the court. I think this will be a really good one. We're excited to get it underway and people can head to the good, the dot org to register. And, uh, it's a full day. Um, and look, we've had, we've had a fantastic result. We, we get upwards of a hundred coaches. To mm. these, uh, at each at of these sessions, and yeah, they're just terrific. So, Sunday the 24th of June, the good, the
0: bad, the ugly Series 6 in WA. All right, Sue, thanks very much for the chat. It's been a long time between drinks, but it's uh, good to get your perspective. And hopefully, um, Wake Up Netball just keeps um, getting bigger and bigger, and then hopefully, um, we'll see uh, the competition develop and be even bigger.
2: Absolutely, thank you, Benelope. You do a terrific
0: job with this water. Thanks, Sue. You've been listening to the Three Feet Radio Show with Ben Carbonaro and Luke Herbert. Tune in next time for more special guests and netball commentary.